the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's special coverage of the State of the Union Address. I'm Andrea K. Here to break down, give the highlights. Uh, President Trump just finished his State of the Union Address and he spoke for Gosh, about an hour and a half. So many amazing points that he hit in the speech. And I don't remember the last time I heard a close of a State of the Union address that brought me to my knees and reminded me of the greatness. President Trump asked that we choose greatness as he reminds us of the greatness of the United States of America. He talked about uh, the, that we are the Folks who, the Americans who came before us and their blood, tears, courage, and vision of those who came before us. And that we were the country that ended slavery, built highways, secured the nation, faced down evil empires. And that we had a group of legislators who could, going forward, needed to look at the opportunity before us. That instead of defining our differences, to transcend those differences and to not squander the inheritance that we've got, but have the courage to look into the future and join together. It's a little bit of a paraphrase. Joining me now to discuss the State of the Union address and to give his thoughts and uh, what he thought were the highlights and and whether or not uh, he heard some of what he wanted to hear in the speech is my uh, friend and host of the Ed Martin Movement, which you can hear every night here from 9 to 11. He joins me now. But we also want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Hey, Ed, welcome to tonight's show. Your thoughts on the speech. Well, thank you, Andrea. You know, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, we could go on for hours, but the one takeaway I'd I'd say is, you know, for the criticism that this president gets, for example, they regularly on the CNNs of the world, they call him anti-Semitic. It was like a, a tribute to his love for the Jewish faith and for the Jewish people. There's his daughter and his and his son-in-law. There's these survivors of the Holocaust highlighting all these issues. That was extraordinary. I think that was extraordinary was the way he early on in the speech, he had a bunch of applause lines that were bipartisan. People were clapping for the successes. He fa- he congratulated uh, not only the House uh, majority that the Democrats won, but also the women for succeeding and all these women dressed in this sort of white outfits. I don't I don't think they meant to convey what they conveyed. I had someone text me in the middle of speech and said, what, you know, were they trying to echo Governor Northam's uh, Klan outfit? You know, it just <laughs> yeah. didn't. It was jarring. It was jarring to see. And uh, and look, all the different things, these laundry lists of, success, of of ideas he wants, the child cancer thing was powerful. The soldiers were powerful. Uh, what you got, and Andrew, you said it, you got a reminder that this is a major, major talented leader, Donald Trump, who who swept the field of Republicans, beat Hillary Clinton and succeeded. And tonight, I think he people were like, oh, wow, this is a big league ball player." And I think he set the tone on the on the immigration question. You know, that might have been the longest section of the speech. He went into details about the murders, about the MS-13. I think he's setting the table 
for a desire. Now, they're covering on the on the wire and on the news now that he ad libbed from his prepared speech and added the phrase he wants legal immigrants in the large, quote, largest numbers ever. That wasn't in the speech, which is kind of typical Trump. He adds in some flourish that they'll talk about. But on the on the question of the border, he was so strong. So I was blown away. I hadn't seen him this comfortable in that position. If he stopped the shutdown just to get a chance to give this speech, man, he knew what he was doing. You know, it's yeah. amazing. To see. I mean, for me, the theme throughout was and I was kind of I, I have to be honest, I was I was a little doubtful <clears throat> when I had heard Ed that the speech was going to be one of unity and bipartisanship. I thought, how in the world can you try to unify? The only thing unified right now has been the Republican and the Democrat Party as a one party rule <laughs> failing as he called right. them out on failing. He said mo- most people in this room already voted have voted in the past for securing right. the border, for protecting the American people, blah, 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 blah. And, and basically had failed to secure that. But when I heard, failed to fulfill those promises, when I heard that he was going to give a speech that was about unity and bipartisanship, I thought he was off his rocker. I, I, I said earlier today, I want him to come out with guns blazing. And instead what he did was a speech that was so brilliantly throughout it, a theme of it almost shamed the Democrats so much right. when these women right. who came in white in a despicable display, Ed, to try to shame conservatives. They were there to try to change the narrative about they were going to hearken back to women suffrage and women being denied human human women's rights. And when he talked about all throughout the speech was all about, basically it was a speech about love of people, whether it's the love of Jews, right. whether it's love of this country, whether it's yep. love of children <laughs> suffering under under uh, cancer, whether it's uh, whether it's caring about lives coming across this border by from coyotes most importantly when he talked about the children when he called out when he called out democrat lawmakers for cheering at laws that would allow children to be ripped apart in a mother's womb was incredibly Powerful. powerful to me and there's no way the democrats can come back from that and he called for legislation to stop that from children from being ripped apart who can feel pain. And when you're on record on video scowling at that, he just put them <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. And it was it was brilliant. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm on my, my a lot of my listeners, uh, uh, Andrea, they text me a lot because I, I it seems like it's just the rhythm of my show. I know you get callers in when I've guest hosted for you. You get all these great callers in. Mine didn't text me. I just got a text from one of them and he said uh, this was his, I'm hearing from my MAGA friends and on the fencers. They're calling this Trump's best speech to date. Two long holdouts of his friends are MAGA converts as a result of tonight. It's a good night. And, and I guess what I, what I saw there, too, as you point out. On issues of, I mean, think about what we had. He, this is the world's worst anti-Semite. He did all that stuff for the Jewish people in his thing. And, and then he t- brings up this woman who he pardoned, he, he not pardoned, he gave clemency on her sentence to get out of jail. She's there, African-American woman. And then the, the guy, the first guy getting out of jail is another African-American, which is all reforms that Obama was supposed to do for his quote unquote people. And so here's Trump, who's supposed to be, according to CNN, this great racist, and he's taking these concrete steps. And then he confuses people. I mean, he he says, let's put money towards the, 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 the children's cancer. Then he says, let's get out of the wars. It used to be get out of the wars was a Democrat position. And now they're, they're sitting on their hands. And so this guy is the most confounding politician. And yet he did have this ability to sort of 
bring people forward. When they sang "Happy Birthday" to the old man, the eighty-one-year-old who fl- who got through uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the shooting at the in, in in Pittsburgh and had actually fled with his family from the Holocaust, and and he said. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have sung that for me, Judah. You know, like this kind of self-deprecating thing. <laughs> right. Like, of course they wouldn't. And and there's Nancy Pelosi looking at her notes. Uh, somebody's got to tell Nancy when you get in the big time, you got to play the game. She's looking at her draft. He, he gave her a copy, and she's going through it. I, I you could see it because his signature on the last page was in in, in dark uh, pen. So it, it was very interesting. Now look, here's the problem. What happens tomorrow, right? And most of the system in Washington is now fully broken in part because the media is so destructive. So can he roll, you know, the group together on some things? Maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is probably tweeting by now how, you know, she wants, I don't know what, you know, 70% right. tax on all well, presidents. I don't know. So, well, I think I'm glad you brought that up. First of all, I want to, I want to speak a little bit to Alice Johnson because again, it, that was another element of caring about human beings. I mean, the, that left has done everything that they could for years now to paint him as a racist, homophobic, a hater right. of, you know, women and blacks and everybody else. Well, the, n- neither the first black president nor Obama did anything about right. how long have we been hearing about the, about how black people are unfairly and, and disproportionately thrown into prison with, with these, you know, ridiculous forced mandatory sentencing. And it took President right. Trump to get her out. Let's talk about the right to try bill. Here the left wants to talk about, oh, we've got to have Medicare and no person should suffer under not having, you know, medical care, yet they didn't want people who had nothing left to lose anyway to get to try experimental drugs. You know, I, I want to talk also a little bit about, I love how he said when he talked about, I, he forced these women in white to stand because what what are they going to do but cheer him <laughs> when he says we've got right. more women, not, not only more women in the workforce than we've ever had, but also more women in Congress. I loved how he called them out and said, we, we're experiencing an economic miracle. And the only thing that can destroy it is foolish wars, politics, and ridiculous investigations. He had just some amazing applause yeah. lines, and that was absolutely one what? of them. But but before I get your response, because I, I want to throw yeah. it to you after Stacey Abrams is speaking right now. She is the oh. Georgian version of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I'm glad yeah. you mentioned her because I thought one of the most important segments of the speech was when he talked about there are calls right now to adopt socialism. We are a country that was founded on liberty and independence, not government coercion domination and control we were born free and we will stay free and i thought and it here's the democrats not applauding they're not applauding freedom right. and it's because liberalism is about dominance it's about control and it's about coercion yeah and here's the thing again you, you point out for those people that thought the president was going to do just kumbaya he went right at the socialism thing i mean the socialism thing is something that uh cortez as well as bernie sanders claim and he said you know we're not going to do that and i think you know i think he knows for from where he's coming on that and i think that that's took more you know courage and more focus because an easier thing would be to not pick that fight but listen I, andrea i want to tell you about the most extraordinary thing of the evening again and you know it keeps happening that this president who people don't expect a former Democrat, New York, you know, kind of um, money guy, thrice. You want to break at 46? He spoke about abortion. And when he said that it's the, you know, infanticide is an abomination, I'm getting the words, I'm, I'm summarizing myself. That's about as strong as I've ever heard 
certainly a president, but really a prominent leader, either party, but certainly it's been the Republican Party for 25 years. Talk about that and call upon them. And, you know, Andrea, on my show, we covered this in depth. Uh, There was a Washington Post article last week, late last week, that the reason Virginia Governor Northam was particularly upsetting to the abortionists was they had a plan. The plan was roll it out in New York, Vermont, Virginia, other places Mm -hmm. to get abortion rights stronger because they know there's going to be state fights. And Mm -hmm. to get Northam, and the, and the Virginia fight focused on infanticide was very bad because that's about an 85% issue that people don't want to see happening, right? right? So Trump goes right to it, drops the hammer on it, and you say to yourself, holy cow. I mean, yeah. every evangelical and pro-life Catholic paid attention to that. Yes, exactly, because this was not only the most conservative speech that I've heard, ever heard that I can remember in my lifetime, uh, but in terms of, of policy, but also I believe I quote him here in what the part that you're talking about. He says, we need to reaffirm a fundamental truth that children born and unborn are made in the image of God. And I yeah. thought I have never, yeah. I don't even remember Ronald Reagan saying anything like that. And that was before he called for legislation to stop abortion when children can feel pain in the womb and have them ripped apart. It was absolutely extraordinary. And what did you see from the Democrats? No applause. Oh, the Democrat, yeah. and then and then tie that into, you, you mentioned earlier, and then we're going to take a break, and, uh, but you talked about the anti-Semitism. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think it's important to note that while he showed Holocaust survivors, while he talked about the, the Holocaust and America and its greatness in facing down evil and freeing the world of this, we have Democrats that elected into Congress, two, yeah, Muslim, right. two right. anti-Semitic Muslims that it, it is shocking. Americans need to understand that you look at everything, the contrast that President Trump delivered tonight between his policies and conservatism and what the Democrat Party are about, which is about killing babies. It's about anti-Semitism. It's about uh, you know socialism, which we see happening in Venezuela. He made st- such a stark contrast that I really – think that this can really propel us into 2020 in a really good position hope uh, we're you're going to stay with me ed and we are going to yeah you bet yeah and when we come back we got more with ed martin of the ed martin movement talking about tonight's state of the union address which i think was a thriller in the halls of congress in dc want more andrea k follow her on twitter at andrea k show and like her facebook page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e Statistics have shown that at some point you. This is a quick two minutes, and then uh, it'll be ten minute segment at the end. This is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place, much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. 
Time to buy your dream home? Julie will find the perfect property that fits all your needs. Call Julie Jules Real Estate. Julie sends you new home listings immediately so you can see them first and submit your offer right away. In this market, you need to be first. Hi, I'm Julie Jules, and I'm excited about helping you. I'll save you money by paying for your appraisal fee. Call me at 619-992-7113. Call Julie for your free appraisal, 619-992-7113. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jules. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are we are reviewing and analyzing the what I consider to be one of the greatest State of the Union addresses that I can remember in my lifetime. Uh, the choice is, are we going to have the politics of revenge and retribution and resistance? Or are we going to embrace common good? Are we going to, are you going to choose progress or pointless destruction? Greatness or division? Vision or vengeance? Boy, he really laid it out. Joining me now to discuss this is Ed Martin of the Ed Martin Movement. Heard every, here every night from 9 to 11 p.m. That's just one of so many um, great uh, lines, Ed. But you mentioned earlier, and, yeah. right, and brilliantly so, that probably the longest uh, part of this speech was when he talked about immigration. And what I love yeah. so much about it, my favorite part of that segment, was when he said you've got all these political elites and their donors who live there, who push yeah. for open borders, but they live their lives behind walls and with guards and security. Yeah. And, you know, this that's what I mean about how confounding he is, because that's aimed at both parties. Right. That's the elites in the Democrat Party that seem so out of touch. But that's also a lot of the corporate leaders. You know, the Chamber of Commerce, the United States Chamber of Commerce is directly opposed to that kind of action, that kind of language, that kind of movement. And so he's taking on people in his own party. I mean, mm-hmm. you watch the crowd. There were times where uh, you, you kind of had a mixed response. But that that, again, is where I, I believe, you know, then he went into he, he's a um, he's a hawk on spending. He's a hawk on uh, uh, on space force. And he talks about missile defense. That's like old fashioned Reagan, you know, will outspend them. He said that he said, if they won't come to a deal with us, well, we'll outbuild them, we'll outspend them, we'll out innovate them. And then he turns around and says, but we've had enough wars. You know, yeah. we've had enough wars. We're going to come home. And you kind of you're looking at it, you're saying the Trump doctrine is Nehemiah really wants to comment on the children and what he said about kids and God. And it's confounding to them. And yet I just want to pound this home for one second, Andrea, the media, all they'll do is try to find the Trump train wreck mm-hmm. in that speech instead of figuring out what the possibilities are. And I have to wonder, if we had a media that was a little more honest, a little maybe more generous, like was rooting for America, could they could they take a speech like that and let momentum build and right. have like real opportunity for bipartisanship that might be good to try no right no instead we've got cnn that had under the on the lower third under governor baby killer they had r down there trying to convince americans he was yeah. a republican i'm glad, yeah. glad you brought up the war part because i thought he accurately said when in regards to the middle east he said that uh realism um he's his policy is about realism not discredited theories that for decades have failed i, I gotta go to the phones real quick ed uh, there's a Caller right. Nehemiah, who wants to comment about President Trump wanting to save babies. Hi, Nehemiah. Welcome yeah. to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, doing good, doing good. Awesome. Uh, What's your comment, sweetie? So, we only uh, got you got about a minute. Okay, so you had mentioned about uh, he's saying all the kids are, are made in the image of God. Is yes. that for sure? He said that. Yes. I wrote I it down as he said it. That was a quote. Uh, I was 
I was watching it on Yahoo and it, and it buffered. And I and I think and I have to think like, did they do that on purpose? Uh, I was connected yeah. to my my Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then, um, and I yeah. listened to their comments and they're super like democratic uh, based on that. Well, look, if there's any way that they can keep the word God from being mentioned in a speech or anybody hearing that word, they're going to try to get away with it. That probably was just your internet connection um, because that went out <laughs> over the airwaves. Uh, over the different outlets we had on, but um, but I, I'm guessing if I can put words in your mouth that you it's it, that it's to hear that he said that is pretty striking, isn't it? That's that's amazing, yeah. And then I was thinking like, so they're okay with killing Americans. Those kids are going to be they're Americans, and I don't see Nancy Pelosi clap for that. You know that we want to stop killing Americans, but she thinks it's immoral to build walls. Right. Yeah. We've got to make sure that illegals coming over can pop a baby out and then they get all kinds of benefits that American kids don't have, including, most importantly, life. Uh, Nehemiah, thank you so much for calling in. Um, that was a really well, good Andrew, you know, point. I, excuse me. I'm looking at the transcript. I got it sent to me from the from the uh, from the White House uh, prepared. It says to defend Ooh, the dignity, Ed dignity knows of every pe- per- Ed knows people. Well, White House. you know, yeah, exactly. I got people. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the president himself oh, okay. to defend the dignity of every person. I'm asking the Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late term abortion of children who can feel pain in the mother's womb. Let us work together to build a culture that cherishes innocent life. And this is what uh, uh, your caller asked about. And here's the line. And let us reaffirm. A fundamental truth. All children, born and unborn, are made in the holy image of God. I yes. mean, if the Imago Dei isn't like a, a moment where you're saying that's the president. Yes, that's, that's amazing. President Trump delivering that. That's not right. That's not the pastor delivering a prayer before the before the State of the Union. That's the president. Right. That's amazing. We've got about seven minutes left or so, Ed. So I got to ask you this question. Is there yeah. anything that you didn't hear you wanted to hear? Uh, rate the rate the speech and tell me if you yeah. if you would do anything well, different. I, I, what would t- you want him to have said? I will tell you this. I don't like when the president gets into the idea of uh, of having these massive programs for uh, he starts towards all day, all day daycare. Remember, yeah. you know, child care and, and that that's Ivanka's thing. And that uh, I've always thought that that's the onslaught of a new entitlement program. So that may feel good to him. Uh, and I get nervous on that. I did like very much this. And I'm glad you asked me to comment on something that we maybe missed. I, I think he needs to lead on this health care question. I know he leaned into the pharmaceutical side, but he mm-hmm. needs to lean into the, the fact because that's the one place in the fall that the Democrats had an argument. They said, wait, these Republicans had all the power. They said they were going to repeal and replace with something better. Nothing happened and health care still stinks. So he, I think he has to look for ways to innovate. He's got some. He's got some tools in the toolbox because that is an issue that can uh, can resonate with a lot of families that are saying it really is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, address that. Uh, I think that's big. And, and look, I I, I would like to hear I, I he didn't put he talked about the border and the immigration question and I think he meant to put pressure on them. I don't know how the follow up leads to some kind of uh, uh, progress or deal. I, I just don't know where I don't think Pelosi can allow it. So, yeah, I don't know what happens tomorrow, but I, I, I think tonight was a good night. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. That was in my notes as well. I didn't like I thought it was a brilliant segue. The the mandatory uh, family leave. I thought it was a yeah, brilliant right. segue into him saying, you know, um, about a mother holding her newborn infant in her arms and then contrast that with New York. I thought it was a brilliant way to segue in. 
But oh, I don't like I don't like this one. kind of I don't like this kind yeah. of government control over businesses and this kind of no. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like that at all. Um, and and I also think just and follow up to your point uh, about the wall. I felt like he should have hit it a little bit harder and just said, you know, we've got ten. When he talked about we've got ten days left to secure the borders to fund the government, da 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 da, or I'm gonna do what I got to do to get it done. Yeah, I, I here's one. I'm here's one I wanted to see. I, I guess it's a little edgy. I wanted him to say, I noticed that Ruth Bader Ginsburg isn't here. Uh, please let her know we're praying for her health and recovery and just drive attention to that. But it's probably smart. That's why I'm not president. It probably would have been taken as a jibe and a jab. But I, I mean, that she was I, I've been talking for a week on my show that she would skip because she's unhealthy. Right. Turns out she's never come to a Republican state of the union. I didn't know that. Right. Which is insane to me. She only comes to Democrats, which just says something about her partisanship. Right. But anyway, uh, I, I would have liked to see some reference to judges, but maybe he knew that. That's too high. Right. I would. What I would have liked to have seen is him uh, discuss the as part of the cultural movement, which to me is when we see teenagers. Um, like he, he invited this young boy, Joshua Trump, to the State of the Union because this boy has been, you know, persecuted and yeah. bullied to death because of his last name. We're coming off of seeing the Covington kids and how their lawsuits yep. having to be Good filed point. to protect them. We have a we have a war on white men in this country, which is absolutely yeah. incredibly destructive to men. Look what was done to Kavanaugh. I would have liked him to talk a little bit about that, and I would have liked him to also to go further than saying ridiculous investigations to actually call out a weaponized FBI and DOJ that needs to be yeah. routed out that is being used to cover up crimes and then search for crimes in order to punish political enemies and opposition. I would have liked for him to go farther with that. And I was disappointed that he didn't, but I think that at two and a half years in, um, it's kind of hard for him at this point because, you know, the uh, previous AG and acting AG and the head of the FBI are his nominees. Uh, we've got two minutes yeah. left. Uh, your final thought. Yeah. Ed. Well, one quick thought. I, one thing we have to look into. He dropped a line, like a half a line, about school choice. Mm. It was an odd segue, and he said, and yeah. we should have school choice, and then he went on. I would have liked to hear more on that. I've always hoped that he would do something about failing schools. But it was an extraordinary night. Yeah. He proved he can handle the big stage magically. A lot of people fill it. You know, they fill the space. He did it really well. And let's see if he can build some momentum on this and see yeah. if there's some ways that there can be some progress well i think that his uh i think that his audience was not so much congress as much as it was to the american people and reaching yeah. them and putting the pressure on congress through reaching the american people and i think really where we go forward depends on how much progress the left has made into changing the culture of america into one that is not that is pro-socialist pro having government coerce and dominate and control and have the and, and have the right to decide who lives and dies or, or are we one that's going to re-embrace our past that stared down evil was a force for good all around the world and stands for liberty and freedom and justice for all that's and i thought he laid out the choice very well and now we just we i hope we have to hope that the republican party picks up that message and runs with it but we've got people like you ed martin of the ed martin movement you can hear him every night from 9 to 11 here we've got good friends and conservatives in the media that are going to help put that message out as well ed thank you so much for being here i appreciate it Always a pleasure, Andrea. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. In fact, Ed and I are going to be at CPAC at the end of February right. in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys are at CPAC, come find me and Ed, and I will be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Love you all. Have a great night. What a phenomenal speech, I thought, and I appreciate uh, you guys spending the time with me. Peace out.
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.